welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and I wanted to talk today about something that I blogged about before but um, I I know there are a lot more people who listen to my podcast than who read or have read my blog on the uh, Podia site, the um, Acupuncture Insider um, blog. So what I wanted to talk about, I was reminded of by a new patient that I'm seeing um, who came in with symptoms of, of a C5-6 radiculopathy and um, can't lift. Well, she's, she's a dental hygienist and she needs her right arm. And when she abducts even a little bit, she gets pain in the arm, the upper arm, and numbness or tingling into the thumb and index finger. Um, and the first, well, actually, no, the first time she visited, I did, I did figure out that it was more of an infraspinatus issue, but she was very needle sensitive. She had been left um, by an acupuncturist with, you know, needles in on her first visit, left the room and, and she was face down and she had a panic attack um, because she was just kind of hyper-focused on the fact that she couldn't move. Um, so my treatment of her was, was one muscle at a time using my point stimulator, the pointer Excel, and we were able to get through the whole treatment. Um, but because of her anxiety, I put off treating the infraspinatus trigger point until her second visit. So I saw her this week for her second visit. And I said, okay, so, and she was feeling um, a lot of relief in the arm as far as the arm pain went, but she still had pain or numbness um, on abduction of the arm. I said, okay, so you know today, primarily we really need to work on that infraspinatus trigger point. Um, but let me back up real quick. Um, she is the fifth person that I've seen in, in a year who had symptoms of a radiculopathy that were actually resolved by treating an infraspinatus trigger point. And by the way, that trigger point is usually um, about midway um, on, or near the medial border of the, of the scapula. So if you find the medial border of the scapula and you bisect it, just just lateral to that location, you will probably find a trigger point that is very um, painful on pressure. And if you put some ischemic compression on it, you will reproduce the numbness and tingling into the hand um, and some pain going down the arm. It, it travels along 
the radial nerve pathway. So through the brachioradialis area. That's usually, the pain usually ends right there, just below the elbow, but the numbness tingling is definitely noticeable in the thumb and index finger. Um, so the five people that I've seen who had this had very similar problems where um, one of one of the women that I saw, she um, she couldn't put on her makeup and, and fix her hair without her hand going numb. She would she would shake her hand. It was actually the you know index finger and thumb, but she she's described it as her hand going numb, um, and she would then shake her hand to feel like she could get some blood circulating back in it. Um, the guy that I saw, whose doctors wanted him to have neck surgery because he did have um, some disc um, issues in his neck around the C five six area, uh, they. They were insisting that he needed surgery and he wanted to try something different first. So he tried acupuncture. And um, his problem was for the past year, if he wanted to drive with both hands, his his arm would immediately start hurting and, and his thumb and index finger would go numb. And so he learned basically he just had to drive um, his 30-minute commute in the morning and in the evening with his right hand on the seat next to him uh, because anytime he lifted it it would start to hurt and go numb um and then the woman that i'm seeing now she's a the dental hygienist um same problem she works all day with her arm out and that's um that makes it really difficult um it can't be fun trying to work with a, a numb tingling hand um so and i'm going to put a link in the description on this podcast for um, a journal, a medical journal <clears throat> entry that was about differentiating uh, C5, C6 radiculopathy from um, infraspinatus trigger points. I think you'll find it interesting um, and it's, it's worth looking at or, or giving to patients if you are treating them for this so they can see that it's a legitimate thing that um, has been found by others. Uh, in this case, it was physical therapists who found the trigger point on a, on a dentist who, in the case, uh, the dentist was 38 years old and he had um, he had developed neck pain and um, this arm pain and, and numbness. And um, the doctors suggested he needed surgery. So he did have a discectomy and fusion, a C5-6 um, fusion from the front. And um, his pain was gone for four months. And then it came back. He, before surgery, he was living with, on the VAS scale, one to 10. He was at a nine out of 10 constantly by the time he had the surgery. Um, when the pain came back, it was a six. Um, he was playing with his daughter and it came back and, um, it was, it didn't go away. It was around a six. So they, well, they'd already done surgery. So they sent him to physiotherapy and, um, in the process of being evaluated, they, they determined that he had a trigger point in his infraspinatus that was, that they could reproduce the, the pain by an ischemic compression on the infraspinatus. So that um, they 
they attempted to deactivate it on that first visit and they used some kinesio taping and some stretching and he already after the first visit was feeling relief um so over the course of his um treatments they were able to deactivate that trigger point and they they talk about um shockwave therapy and dry needling um in the case uh for for that so um so okay so let me get back to my dental hygienist she was um she said oh by the way i'm not nervous about the needles i I was nervous about being left in the room with needles. So you do whatever you got to do. I'm here for it. And her father um, is a physical therapist um, who doesn't live in Buffalo. And he sent her to me. He Googled, found me because my, my website says, you know, dry needling. His father, her father is a big fan of, of the Travell and Simons books and actually has a signed copy. Um, he met Janet Travell a long time back, and she signed his copy, and she she showed me a photo of, um, of her dad's uh, signed copy. It's pretty cool. Um, so her dad knew what was going on, I think, and, and said, this is what you need, and he sent her to me. Um, so, um, so she was fine. You know, it's not, a, it's dry needling is not fun. Like getting trigger points released with a needle is, is never fun, especially if it's an active trigger point because it's kind of painful already. Um, but anyway, so she was, I, I had her face down in the face cradle on the, on the massage table with her arm by her side so that I could put some pressure on the trigger point to see where the most active spot was. And it was very easy to find. Um, and she felt the tingling. So um, I was able to deactivate about 50% of it. I, it was uh, very uncom uncomfortable for her, I could tell. Um, she was putting up with it, but um, after I got about half of it deactivated, I suggested that we let, let it heal and we'll work on the other half um, when I see her. But I, I said, I think, I think you're still gonna feel a decent amount of relief and and she did she was able to then abduct her arm and have less pain and less tingling um so i i feel like after it heals for a couple of days it'll even be better um the guy who had a hard time driving the first time i treated his trigger point uh and and that was also uncomfortable um i told him your your arm probably be weak and sore and this may take us a few visits to um you know deactivate this this trigger point um but he texted me after he got home and he said i think you're onto it because i was able to drive all the way home without numbness or tingling in my hand so i actually i think i only needed one follow-up with him for the for that trigger point He's now uh, a regular patient, but not for any sort of neck issues. Um, he's had some, um, like a shoveling injury of his low, low back and a hip injury. And I see his wife, who's a nurse, and um, because of his treatment with me, he sent her to me, and she had a hip impingement that was that was just she'd had for years, and um, we were able to resolve that in the in one visit. Um, 
So I see her occasionally for tune-ups for different things, but not for the hip. For different, like the last time I saw her was more for her neck, uh, neck levator. So um, anyway, um, the point of that is that once you deactivate those trigger points, they rarely come back. Um, I, uh, I've, like I said, I think I've seen five this year, and they don't come back. the The patients come back because they realize that they prefer to have their necks and traps and levator um, loose so that they're not stiff. They can parallel park without groaning. Um, but, but the, the radiculopathy symptoms don't come back. Um, so the, um, I guess the, the point of what I wanted to cover today was that if you have somebody with these symptoms, it's always worth checking the infraspinatus because my opinion is if you don't clear that trigger point and you only treat segmentally like C5-6, it's not going to get better because it's not coming from a, a nerve compression at the, at the cervical um, spine. It's this crazy um, trigger point referral, which I find kind of odd. Um, I don't, I haven't, I've, even in this journal, they don't attempt to explain um, how that happens. Um, but it does, and we know, and it happens a lot. So if you have, if you see these patients where holding their arm out either in front of them or off to the side gives them this C, C6 dermatome paresthesia, numbness, tingling in the thumb or index finger, um, consider the infraspinatus trigger point. Just check it and see if that's it. Because one, if uh, if they're coming to see you, they probably didn't get relief from the standard of care um, and probably trying to avoid surgery. And if they're unfortunate, like this dentist in the, in the medical journal um, report, or like the patient that I had where they were telling him he needed neck surgery, um, you're going to spare somebody um, going through uh, an unnecessary surgery if you find this trigger point and release it. Um, the guy who, who had a problem driving, his doctors were contacting him to, to say, you really should get this um, neck surgery. And he said, I'm... You know, I'm getting acupuncture. I'm feeling better, and of course, that that goes across something like my, you know, my psychic reader told me not to go because they they don't really know that um, that all, that not all acupuncturists are are treating the same way. Um, but once he had relief, he was confident he did not need surgery. He was fine. He felt good. He had no numbness. He had no weakness. There was no, there were no symptoms of nerve compression in spite of the disc issue that he had. Um, and I think it was like an anterior disc bulge. So um, anyway, I'm just putting it out there. And he doesn't really suffer from that disc issue. He doesn't really come in for a lot of um, um, neck, upper extremity stuff. Like I said, I've seen him more for like low back and hip stuff. So um Imaging is important. It's helpful, especially to rule things out. But um, things that we see on the imaging 
are not always reliable as when you're looking for the root cause of a problem. Um, the problem with um, trigger points for us as people who palpate for them and treat them is that they don't show up on imaging. So um, it still falls in the world of alternative medicine, even though physical therapists are doing dry needling on trigger points and acupuncturists are doing it. Um, it falls outside of um, accepted, you know, um, medicine because you can't do an objective test for those trigger points. They do rely on a trained person to, to actually palpate, locate, and reproduce the issue. Um, and that's not seen as objective. They, in order for trigger points to come into the world of, of Western medicine standard of care, there needs to be an objective test um, that, that can be applied. So um, it doesn't really show up on a CT scan. It doesn't show up on MRI. It doesn't show up on x-rays. Um, ultrasound, apparently you can do a kind of ultrasound with Doppler that can show trigger points, but it's so prohibitively expensive that it will not be used in, in normal assessment. So, um, so we, you know, we're their last hope before surgery. Um, so if you find somebody with these symptoms, it's really worth just checking. And um, I'm not saying that they don't, they won't have C5-6 on their, um, on their MRI when they come to see you. I'm just saying it's not the be all and end all of why they are having the problem. We, sh we still need to work outside the box and look for things like trigger points. So, um, uh, yep, that's it for today's episode. I hope you found it interesting and have a great week. I will talk to you soon.